Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. G'day, mates. It's Bee Buster here. And before the episode begins, I would just like to let you know that Be Scared, which is produced along with Studio 71, features scary stories from around the globe on a weekly basis that aim to fuel your nightmares with a smile. And if you enjoy the podcast, it would be great if you could hit that subscribe button and drop a review. Thanks for listening, guys. And without further ado, let's begin. Over four years ago, I went to work at a warehouse in a small town that I'm from. I decided to leave after my health started to get worse physically and I was diagnosed with panic disorder and severe anxiety after the situation that I'm about to tell you. This changed the way that I developed friendships after that job, that's for certain. So I started this job on April Fool's Day of 2018, which was odd to me and I had no kind of high expectation of the job. All I wanted was to do my job, get paid, and go home as I had two children at home and many things that I could work on there. The job wasn't hard and it made pretty good money for all the duties considered, so I really couldn't complain. I worked second shift for about five months and I went to day shift. While working on second shift, I kept to myself mostly until one day I met someone from one of the lines after we stuck up a conversation about gaming. For the sake of anonymity, we'll name him JF. Well, JF was a pretty good guy and we had a lot of things in common. I went home that night and he popped up as suggested friend on Facebook, again another oddity, so I decided to add him. When I did, we started talking more at work until he suggested that we should hang out, so we did. Pretty frequently, in fact. We were friends for a month at this point, and one day he decided that he was going to introduce me to his partner. She seemed decent at first, super nice, didn't seem to be a judgmental type, so I was cool with her. From then on, I would hang out with him when my kids were spending time with my mother, one time we were talking at a restaurant and he started to vent to me. Dude, she's such a so-and-so sometimes. The other day I forgot to take the trash out and she threatened to stab me if I didn't. I've never been in a relationship where someone's threatened me, but she's got good intentions, dude. When he said that to me, I was concerned, but of course we had only been friends for a month or so. I thought that maybe he was being morbid jokingly so I sort of chuckled at him. 
He gave me a pretty serious look and said, I'm not joking, she really did. And that obviously concerned me. Fast forward about eight months. They're still together and we all hang out pretty regularly, forgetting the things that he told me then. One day we were all talking and he seemed a little off that day, so I asked him what was wrong in front of her. He flashed a smirk and said, Nothing dude, I'm just a little tired. He didn't have his eyes on me though. He had them on her when I asked that. When he went to work the next day, I asked him again, Do you promise to keep this between us? Of course, I agreed. He said that he was breaking up with her and she apparently went a little bit crazy. He said that she grabbed her gun and pointed it at him and said, If I can't have you, then no one will. He said that he defused the situation and is trying to look for a way out. And not really knowing what to say, I just said, You'll figure it out, man. If you need somewhere to go, then you can come and stay with me until you get her out of the house. Fast forward another year, he finally decided to leave her. When he did, she flipped out again. This time, he told her over text. And she said that she was going to find him and kill him. And he was actually out of work that day with a vacation day. He sent me a text that said, Hey, let me know if she comes over to work looking for me. That struck me as odd because I had no idea of the situation that was unfolding at that time. She actually did come to our job as well, and she asked me where he was, and I said, I have no idea. I thought he was with you, and you guys went out of town or something. All she did was roll up her window and drive off. I called him, and I told him that she came by, and he called the police about it. They had found her up the road with a loaded gun in the car. Two months later, he decided to talk to her again, and when he did... He had something to tell me. When he called me, he asked if I had seen her around and I hadn't. He said, I would take some vacation days if I were you. Dumbfounded, I asked him why. And he said to me, because she's out of jail and her cousins are in town trying to find the people that she had personal vendettas with. You're one of them. At that point, I was terrified. I grabbed my kids and I immediately went out of town. I took two weeks off of work and I come to find out that the next day, her and her cousins went to the next town over and shot three people in an apartment and killed them. I got the news about it the day after it happened. The reason why he knew that they were coming after me is because they made a Facebook messenger group that he was included in and sent a list of names. Everybody regarded it as spam and decided to disregard the message, but he knew what it was. Three of the names on that list were people that they shot. The fourth name on that list, well, it was mine. After they found the evidence and he decided to go public about the group and screenshots that he had, they were all charged with first degree murder. From then on, I was very careful about who I would stick my neck out for because... Even though he knew the context of that list and her intentions, he decided to not inform anyone else on it. Needless to say, we aren't friends anymore and I dodged a bullet. Literally. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. 
Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Apartments.com believes that a dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time that you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. So to start this, I feel like it needs a little bit of backstory. At the time, I was 12 years old, almost 13, and I was spending the day at my grandma's house. Just to set the tone as well, my grandma lives in a not-so-good part of town. Her house is pretty much the highlight of that neighborhood. That day, me and my best friend Izzy were taking a walk to go to the park that was in the area. This was common for us to do, and we were quite used to the walk to get there. From time to time, we would get creepy encounters, but nothing like this. So as we were walking to the park, we passed this very old apartment complex. For reference, there's broken windows, tarps all over the doors, all the brick was breaking down, that sort of thing. We never really saw anyone outside of those apartments ever, until that day... There was an older couple, maybe mid to late 40s, sitting on the sidewalk in lawn chairs. We haven't seen them around before, so immediately I took notice. When the woman noticed me and my friend, she smiled and waved. The gesture seemed innocent enough, and being the nice person that I try to be, I smiled and waved back. We kept walking until she had said, Hey, stop for a minute. I just want to talk to you. Where are you headed where you have to leave so quickly? After she said that, my friend side-eyed her so hard and looked me dead in the face and said, Let's go. I don't get good vibes from these people. I just shrugged and said okay. So instead of answering her, we sort of slowly started continuing walking. We walked a little distance, not bothering to look back, until I could sense the fact that we were being followed so... I turned around, and there she was, the same lady that we had just run into trailing us. Once she noticed that I had seen her, she began to wave us over, specifically me, and so I nudged my friend to show her what she was doing. We were obviously pretty creeped out by this. 
so my friend told me to go and see what she wants, but stay somewhat close and entertain her while she calls my grandma to come and pick us up from the area that we were in, as she was following us and we no longer felt safe. Was this a good plan? No, but at the time it seemed like it was. So I hand her my phone open to my grandma's contact while I head over to see what she wants, since she was specifically motioning for just me to come over. As I approached her, she started talking. Why did you try to get away so fast? I, I really mean no harm. I just thought you little ladies were simply adorable and I wanted to find out more, especially about you. Me and my husband have taken quite an interest in you. I don't remember exactly what was said, but it was along those lines. I remember that I was so taken aback by what she said, all I could do was sort of nod and stare. Then she started asking me questions such as name, age, grade, school, etc. Obviously, I didn't give her any of my real information. Thank the lords that I was smart enough to know that. Once she seemed satisfied with the answers that I gave her, she started speaking again. You know, you really are a darling little thing. Me and my husband can't have any more children and... The one baby that we did have, it died at only a few weeks because she was born early. She had the exact same bright blue doe eyes. I admittedly did feel bad for her, so I just said something along the lines of, I'm sorry for your loss, but I have to be going now. That's when things got really weird though. She then said, Now Angel, that's no way to talk to your mummy. Tell your friend it's time to go home and... Come back inside with mummy and daddy. At that point, I flipped the heck out and just turned around and started walking towards my friend with pleading eyes to help me out of this situation. She was still on the phone with my grandma, obviously. As this was only over the course of five or so minutes, she couldn't save me at that moment. But I just kept inching closer to her, trying to get away from this really weird lady. That was until she grabbed me, like literally tugged my arm and pulled me into her, grabbed my jaw and made me look her in the face and then said, Honey, enough of this. What's going on with you? Just come home with mummy and daddy. You're our little angel baby and God's way of giving her back to us. I looked at her like she was crazy and managed to get out of her grip and finally stood up for myself. Look, lady, I'm sorry for your loss, but... I'm not in any way related to you, nor am I your child, so please just leave me alone, I said as assertively as possible, given my terrified state. I again tried to walk away, and this time she grabbed me again, harder and started walking back towards the apartment with me. At that point, my friend came running over and started trying to help me the best that she could from this crazy lady, since she was also only a 13-year-old girl. Then, by some miracle, my grandma finally pulled up, and that seemed to scare the lady away. And when I tell you that we ran into the car, I can barely describe it accurately. We moved like lightning. My grandma asked what had happened, to which we told her, and she decided that she would inform the police. They didn't end up doing much of anything, really as we didn't know the names of these people and all we could really give them was a description. And when they looked into the apartments and who all lived there, 
The couple did not actually live there, obviously, and the other people from the apartment have never seen them before, based on description. This happened about five years ago now, and it still really scares me, and makes me wonder about what their intentions were. Was I almost kidnapped? Was she just really crazy? Am I overreacting, and was it just an innocent encounter? Or was there something evil about to happen? So this is mostly going to be told from my friend's perspective based on what she told me. For context, we were at a casino in Las Vegas and had been drinking and gambling pretty much all night. It was around 1am and we were getting ready to play one more game of roulette before heading back to the hotel. My friend needed to use the bathroom but I wanted to keep playing so I let her go by herself. I wish that I had went with her but... I'll now tell the story directly from her point of view. I went to the bathroom and as I was making my way back, a guy approached me with this really creepy grin on his face. He appeared to be alone and was recording me with his phone. He walked up to me and said, Hey sexy, do you have a boyfriend? I said yes and kept walking, keeping my head down. And he proceeds to follow me while recording on his phone. He asked me if my boyfriend was here with me and I said yes, he's over there and pointed to where I was sitting. He responded by saying, oh my goodness, he's so average looking, you could do so much better. I just ignored him and I started walking faster at this point. He then said, can I come back to your hotel with you? I want to have my way with you. I yelled at him to leave me alone and he started laughing like a madman. He said, why are you being like that? At this point, my friend made it back to our table and I could tell that something was wrong. This dude was still standing next to her recording and he said, your girl is terrible, you know. This really ticked me off and I got in his face and told him that if he didn't leave us alone, I was going to knock him out and he pulls out pepper spray and started shaking it up. I jumped back and grabbed my friend and luckily we saw a sheriff's deputy standing a few feet away and he could tell that something was up. I flagged him down and told him what was going on but the creepy guy was gone by this point. In fact, he completely vanished from sight. After the whole ordeal, we were exhausted and we took a cab back to the hotel. Now, about a week later... I was on Facebook and saw an article about a guy claiming to be an incel who was arrested for going around recording himself pepper spraying and harassing women. And lo and behold, it was the same guy who harassed my friend at the casino. His name was Johnny Devon Young for anyone who wants to look him up. But the guy gave me such a bad vibe and I remember seeing him just walking around the casino by himself before the incident happened. It was a strange experience and I don't know what this guy was up to really, if he was just trying to bait for reactions or what, but the fact that he invited me back to his place, that scares me a little bit. I work at a homeless shelter for men in a fairly large midwestern city. It's rewarding work, but the pay isn't great. 
Listening to these guys' stories and experiences, though, leaves me feeling incredibly grateful and humble. Many are mentally ill, addicted, alcoholic, or some combination of the three. A few are truly men who are down on their luck, victims of other people's mistakes, but it's rare. Generally speaking, almost all are local as there is literally nothing to bring you to this city besides either work or family. Which brings me to Carl. He creeped me out from the beginning. He's not from here. In fact, he's from the West Coast, which is easily a two-day drive. He's a bit of an outdoorsy type with a kayak on top of his SUV. This made me suspicious from the beginning. Why would someone who loved the outdoors leave the West to come here? He is never drunk or high, perfectly well-spoken, and no obvious mental health problems like so many of these fellow residents. His backstory makes no sense as well, but I mean, they rarely do here. He was yet another extremely rich, successful man who got screwed in some vague and never believable way and ended up homeless. In fact, the residents here are all misunderstood geniuses, musicians, brilliant salesmen, former athletes that should have been pro, etc., etc., and they all got screwed by something or someone. It's all stories, and his was really no different. Carl, though, is different. Well-spoken, worldly, extremely polite and educated. So why is he here? Is he on the run? We don't allow the police to come in looking for anyone unless we called them ourselves. It's a perfect place to hide, I guess, for someone running from something. So he's from out of state with some weird backstory of how he ended up here. I gave up the rat race, packed up, and this is where I ran out of money. <laughs> sure, bud. He's trying to befriend me, and it creeps me out a bit. Anyway, I caught him alone by the dumpsters yesterday. He was shirtless on a mat looking like a praying Muslim or someone doing yoga deep in thought. But that's when I noticed that his tattoos were all satanic. That goat head guy on a man's body and something written in Latin. When he noticed me, he grabbed something quickly and put it in his back pocket. No idea what it was, but I told him that he couldn't be back here and he complied. He was also chanting something I couldn't make out before he noticed me. Something about blood, I think. It was really creepy and very scary, in fact. He hasn't done anything wrong per se, and we can't kick someone out for being creepy or practicing their religion. But it's another day at the shelter now, and I have to continue to deal with this guy, and I guess I'm just wondering if you guys have any ideas as to what I should do about any of this. So, I've been up since like 5am and I just cannot get this out of my mind. Last night I'm sleeping and I'm having a nightmare that I'm in an apartment looking into a kitchen area and the drawers, cabinets and a door to the pantry were all opening, closing and moving by themselves. Almost like poltergeist activity. I was scared in the dream so I began praying and then my wife who was in the bed next to me kicked my foot and woke me up because I was clearly distressed and mumbling a lot in my sleep. But here is where things get really weird. 
So I sort of jump awake because my wife kicked my foot and feeling relieved to not be having a nightmare anymore, I turn my head towards my wife who was laying behind me. I'm really sorry about that, I was having a nightmare, but I don't hear any response so I figured that she's already fallen back to sleep or whatever, or might just be too tired and she's still kind of out of it. Then I turn my head back to facing forwards, the direction that I was facing the whole time that I was sleeping, and I notice something in the corner of the room, standing in front of the bedroom door. The room was dark, but its skin still appeared to be like a dark matte grey colour. It was really thin, had thin legs and long thin arms, a small almost like torso, a narrow neck and then a really big bulbous head with huge black armored shaped eyes. What I'm getting at is that it looked exactly like a traditional grey alien but it was also slightly transparent. Needless to say, I was completely shocked and to be honest, my very first reaction was that I was seeing things because I just woke up. So I sort of rubbed my eyes and it's still right there. Trying not to panic and trying to come up with a rational explanation for it. I thought to myself that this must just be a dream, like chemicals still working in my brain or something. So I sit up slightly and look into the corner of our bedroom by the closet, expecting to see something there too, but there's nothing. Then I look at the ceiling, nothing. The floor, the other wall, nothing. I look back at the corner of the bedroom and it is still right there, standing there completely still, just staring at me with its huge jet black eyes, which were shaped like almonds and appeared to sort of wrap just slightly around the side of its head, much, much larger than a human's eyes. And it's still slightly transparent, but... I am definitely seeing it clearly, and only in that one spot too, not anywhere else in the room. Now, because the Texas power grid really sucks, I always sleep with a flashlight next to the bed, and after seeing this thing for about a minute and a half, it occurs to me to grab the flashlight. I lean off the bed, reach down and grab the flashlight, and shine it in the corner of the room at this being, and because it's transparent, it became much less visible when I shined the light on it, but I could still see it very slightly, but it was now much more difficult to see. Again, in disbelief at what I was seeing, I began slowly scanning the whole room with the flashlight, from the bed of course. I wasn't going to try and get out of bed, I was way too scared. And again, I see absolutely nothing strange anywhere else in the room at all, except for this thing that I can see in the one corner of my bedroom door. I turn the flashlight off and instantly I can see it super clearly again just staring at me. I rub my eyes again and squeeze my eyes together tightly hoping that when I open them it would be gone but it wasn't. So I finally begin truly freaking out internally and I just began praying out loud. After about 20 seconds of praying I literally watched this thing just sort of fade out of existence or dematerialize right in front of me. It was still standing there dead still and staring at me the whole time. It just seemed to suddenly begin becoming increasingly transparent until it was just 
well, not there anymore and it was gone. I've been awake since then, spent the rest of the night reading random stuff here on Reddit to try and distract myself because the experience really shook me up quite a bit. I was wondering if anyone else here has had an experience like this. I feel so genuinely weirded out that I just don't know what to make of it. Did I really just see that? So I read somewhere that you can see your true self in front of a mirror by using lights. Not here of course, but just some random post on the net. As I dove deeper with that stupid post, I tried doing it. First I just stared into the mirror for a few minutes with the lights open, nothing happened. And yes, I did it at dawn at around 2 or 4 in the morning. I tried many things too. I literally experimented in front of the mirror as I have nothing much to do anyway. I bought different LEDs with different colors just to see my face in the mirror with different colors. I kept doing it the following days. Every time I would sit in front of the mirror, I always used different colors of lights. I did that for about eight days straight and nothing happened. On day number nine though, I started to get bold and thought of using lights coming from a candle. I still doubt that something will happen, obviously, but to my mistake, just a few minutes later, something really did happen. It was 3.56am at that time. I kept a note on what time I did those stupid experiments. As I started in front of the mirror with the candle lights, things started to go from bad to worse. At first, I thought something just got into my eyes, but I know that it wasn't. That face of mine, that very reflection of my face, began to distort. I was stunned for a moment, shivering all over my body and not knowing what to do. That distorted reflection of mine began to look deeply into my own eyes, slightly smiling, a visible arc on the side of the mouth. As I was stunned and didn't know what to do because I really wasn't expecting it, I just sort of stared back at it. I tried to move, but my body wasn't listening to me. I was in that position for about 40 seconds, 40 seconds of dread. As I was about to lose it and almost started crying, everything returned to normal. Of course, the first thing that I did was to put down that candle light and turn the lights on. I was really scared that time, but I also felt elated because, well, I succeeded after nine days. I wasn't able to sleep properly that day, thinking that my reflection would kill me or whatever. I'm not even kidding, I was actually really scared about that. I continued with my daily routine though, except staring in the mirror again obviously, and nothing happened. But just a week ago, strange things started to happen. I've been living alone for like three years now and I'm working at home too. And I know this sounds weird, but I can literally feel someone's presence when I'm working, that someone is eyeing me. Sometimes I see some black hazy figure on my peripheral vision, but when I turn to look at it, there's never anyone there. I got shivers most of the time, but I just kept on ignoring it. And things like that continued to happen, and just three days ago when I woke up, 
The door to my room was slightly opened, like someone might have been peeking through the door. I just ignored it again, thinking that I must have just forgot to close it. But that kind of thing just really shouldn't happen to me because I always lock the door after entering my room. And today, the worst thing happened. My door was slightly opened again and this time I saw a bloodshot eye peeking at my door. It was fleeting but I know what I saw. It was that black figure again with the eyes that I saw on my reflection before with the candlelights. I'm literally shivering right now while sharing this. I'm trying to find that stupid post again so that I can do something about it but I can't. And as crazy as it sounds... I think that I invited an unwanted guest into my own home. If you have any ideas on what I can do about all of this, then please do let me know. I'm afraid that strange things will continue to happen and that things just seem to be going from bad to worse. G'day mates, it's Bee Buster here. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Be Scared Podcast. And please, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode too. Also, it would be much appreciated if you could share this new podcast with your friends and family and on social media too. Thanks again for listening, guys, and I'll see you mates in the next one. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.